Six Recap Show, Monday night. Steve Fezzik in studio. I'm R.J. Bell. We're watching the end of this Monday night game. And Fez, he's looking. It's, it looks like it might be a tie, ticking down, and he cackles. What do you say, Fez? I am a big anti-Charger fan tonight as far as winning the game because in Survivor... Right, so about Survivor at the Circa... How many people entered this baby? 6,100. And how many people are left? 340. Uh, that's 5%. Approximately. So, and little Steve Fezzik is one? Yes. Is this the Johnny um, Fund, Stanford Fund, in a way? Um, this might only be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this what, might be the Johnny Harvard Fund. <laughs> what's the, what's the, the, so how much is in the pool, I guess? Is it 1,000? 6 million. Ooh, and the winner takes all? Winner take all. And Damn. at the beginning of the year, we kind of forecasted that there would probably be like, you know, maybe 10 winners. But it's, Meaning going through, and, and they're having two weeks on Thanksgiving? And two weeks in Christmas. So it's, so, so it's like basically. 19. So it's like 20 weeks. Oh, okay. Because everyone gets a bye week. All right? Okay, so, there's, so yeah, there's 18 weeks 18 plus weeks. two. Okay, yeah. So, so if you've long and the short of it, you, every two weeks you should chop the field in half approximately. So there's about a one in one thousand chance. Well, every week you chop the field in half. Yeah, because you kind of assuming you pick seventy percent winners, right? So you have some ten point favorites, some fourteen point okay, favorites, so six point favorites. Winners, how would that chop the field in half? Because if I've got a seventy percent times a seventy percent chance to win week oh, one, and oh, then week two, oh, you're talking about the double weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. Right, was, two weeks have to go by, exactly. or Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we lose. Uh, okay, half. I thought you were talking about one week. I was right. Like, so, so with twenty weeks, that's that. Basically, if I chop ten times, it's like a ten team parlay. It's like a one in one thousand chance. Six thousand people. Six projected winners, but now people have been sucking. They've been doing lousy. It's like Squid Games, red light, well, green plus light. There's been a lot of upsets. upsets exactly. So now that six is, looks to be extremely optimistic, there's probably only going to be maybe two or three winners if things continue as they've been. Or none. Or not you? Well, there'll be one winner, um, oh, oh, but it'll be wrapped well, none, up. I guess none making the end of the year, perhaps. Exactly right. So the earliest this thing could end was if there's a lot of upsets early December, yeah. especially Thanksgiving. There could be a bloodbath on Thanksgiving because there's only everyone's saving the bills. By example, so you have about six thousand. So so how many people are still in it? There's three hundred. Okay, so that means you've got then. Oh, it looks like the Chargers won. Oh, you're mad. Why did they show 238 left and not, like, final? I don't know. Oh, now they it's say the final. Replay. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, they, they, now they fixed it. No, I'm happy. I'm, happy for, I'm happy for them. You were saying you won a tie so everyone, everyone gets eliminated. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got Denver in some of my contests plus the five. I'm perfectly happy. But a tie, you would have been fine with that. That would have been fine also, yes. All right, so real quick, though. So it's going to be $6 million divided by... So you have uh, what a two? Is that a two thousand or twenty thousand dollar? You have a twenty thousand dollar equity in this. That's right, because the entry fee was one thousand, and we've chopped ninety five percent of the people. So, so would you sell for tw like twenty? God no, because you want the big payoff. Now yeah. when when AJ who just walked in the studio, when AJ the he's rattler, still, he, the rattler is still in his ATS elimination contest, and you were like scoffing at it. you go, how many people are left? And he said the number. So how many was it? Uh, Before, but when he was dogging you, how much was it? 102. 102, and the prize was what? 100K. Okay, so the theory is, let me do the math here, $1,000 of value per, and how much was the entry? 25. 
Twenty-five dollars. Well, five entries. Five for a hundred. All right, five for a hundred. So in a way, you had ten times your money. Yeah. In, in in expectation, and Fez goes, I don't. Why don't we let you say what you said? I don't pay any attention until my equity is five thousand. Did he say five or ten? Okay. Now to be, I have a story here. So AJ, but, but he still won. So how many do you think are going to be left now? Sixty. All right. So AJ go. tells me he texts me midweek. He's like, I'm going to play, you know, barrel chested, you know, uh-huh. MMA so fighter. So take credit for some win here of his. Yes. So he, so he says, I'm going to play this, and I text him back. I said, I said, you cannot play. Your equity is over a thousand dollars. I said, you cannot. Make your decision until so, you have perfect information on Saturday morning. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, like Mackenzie's there at like 11.50 waiting for any last updates on the Super Contest. These guys are like, hey, uh, we got a brunch tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. What's the rationale? Go ahead, speak out. I, that, this was not midweek. This was. You're good. You're good. You don't have to scream. This was Friday night. Yeah, but what, what could happen between Friday night and Saturday morning? Well, enough happened that I changed my mind. What would Belichick do? He would wait, and uh-huh. I waited. And he shoved with Oklahoma. He shoved all in with the Sooners, who you know, won by ten. They did not cover the spread, but they did cover the contest. Ooh, so he had a little extra value, and I wonder. So he would have had another pick if he had picked Friday. I was I was gonna go the other way on Friday. I was gonna go another way. And it was it was a loser. Was a loser. Steve, 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 Steve. So you get a percentage. I only bring up stories that make me look. Well, obviously, good. no one doubts that. No one doubts that. All right. So, what? Real quick, and then we're gonna get to the recap. What did you do in this uh, Survivor to avoid? I mean, was it just blind luck? Were you? Do you got a strategy that you know? Obviously, you don't want to give away all your secrets because. Again, we made a commitment when it's handicapping games and stuff, we are full bore. Things like contests or whatever, it's not our job to always educate fully. We're trying our best most of the time. We're never misleading, but go ahead. Blind luck. All right. Now, a little humility. Did that, was that, what was the calculation in your head? I could say this, but you know, it's kind of not, it's the case, but I have to stretch it. But I'll sound humble here after all the bragging. Was that the case? Well, well, no. To, to be to be fair, a lot of people spend hours and hours mapping this all out, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save Tampa for Week 14 and Buffalo for Thanksgiving, and they every single week." And I did look at Christmas, and I did look at Thanksgiving, but bottom line is, there's people taking pick them teams like in week four and they only have a 50% chance to win. Whereas, you know, a 10 point favorite is yeah. an 80% chance. So you're, you're, you're basically losing 30% of equity against that person in that week. But you would agree if you knew that you had to pick this team in a similar situation before there was any possibility of winning this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Is if you're going to pick up even 2% or 3%, you'd rather play Early with those additional couple percent, right? Because it's not about how long you last; it's about winning. Exactly, and that's why I think the sharp people are doing things like taking select five-point favorites, mm-hmm. but taking pick them. It's just too. It's the pendulum's. Too, you're, you're, you're being too cool you're, for yeah, school. Yeah, I think you might be right there because the theory is you're going to get a pick better than that at any week. Now, having said that, the there's a whole bunch of like seven-point favorites that went. Yeah, Belly but but, you, but obviously you would have. It, it's random if you're taking those or not. It, yeah. So what you're saying, because the theory is you're gonna, you would rather take them, but you're saving them for a future that team for a future week. Yes. So what you're saying is the recap is it's pure luck that you won two super contests. It's pure luck that you're in. You know, you got how many twenty thousand of equity in this thing? 
you yes. said? I, and that if anyone wants to like go heads up with you in any of these contests, they'd be it'd be like flipping a coin and maybe, you know, maybe they'd win. Is that what you're saying? I make myself a Big John, you think this boy is a hustler? I don't know. Let's get to the games. Let's get to the games. You have six faulty finals. That tells me you had a bad week in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> you know, interesting, my clients won. Yeah. We did good. Um, but in my contest, it's, you know, it's all about picking. I hear it, you. It, it was shocker. The plays I gave out early in the week won, and the lines moved. And then the plays I gave out right at post, you know, taking advantage. Like, I played your Steelers. We got 10. You know, the line was eight, you know, during the week. It hit, it hit 10 on Sunday morning. I fired on your Steelers. Well, here's the thing is, one, people got to realize you play numbers and not teams, right? I, I would take tonight the line was four, the closer with the Chargers. You give me pick them, I would have bet the Chargers blind. You give me eight, I mean, I'm going extreme here. I'm betting the Broncos blind. I'm betting them blind for two and a half points, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But the point I'm saying is, Oh, I thought you liked this. I thought you like No, it's going to be at this number. It's this and a different number. It could be different. Now, if it moves just a little bit, that's different than reevaluating your handicap, which I think is valid too. But you got to be super explicit. If you're a public handicapper and you're reevaluating a handicap, you got to do it publicly. I agree with that. Yeah, and you yeah. do that. But in this case, contest plays at a certain number, late telephone releases at a certain number. That's part of the game. If you don't get it, you got to slow down and think about that. Um, I guess we went two and three, and I felt like I dodged multiple bullets to go two and three. Tampa Bay, I said, no, thank you, even though we were only laying eight. That was one of my losers. I, and the, I, I got to be honest, in Super Contest of my own, I had one, one selection that was doing great, one and four. One and four this week and, at Tampa Bay. And, and number two is I – now, this was in the uh, – And it was eight, minus eight. Close yeah. ten, and then I didn't take I didn't take Carolina a ten and a half. I, another one of my losers because to me that was a no. You wanted to take him a ten in the circa. I was considering right. Oh, dude, Mackenzie. Oh no, you weren't on that chain. Is dude, you were saying like these are my five, and I said I, I can't yeah. abide by this pick. Fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so when we put in one, right? What did we put in for it? I can't remember. I think it won. Yeah, I think so. Um, but the um, and then I dodged. Uh, I mean, everyone was a ten and a half in the super contest. Everyone was on Carolina. Mm-hmm. I dodged that one. I liked the Rams, but still, I had. Uh, let's think about this a second, real quick. So I had um, Cincinnati, which was a winner. Philly, easy winner. Uh, I had Jacksonville. Now that's one of your faulty. Oh, is that one of your faulty? We'll get to fun? it. Stay right. tuned. And then I had Green Bay, which was a bad pick, mm-hmm. no doubt. And then I had uh, oh, I had Miami. Another one we're going to talk about. Should have went four and one. Wait, you're going to you're going to like this conversation. All right, well let's start because that's what you wanted with the biggest faulty final of them all, in your opinion, in Minnesota over Miami. Now that was a uh, let's think about this a second here. I got to get everything straight. Minnesota wins twenty four sixteen, covering the three and a half. The three later, what do you got? I still don't know how Minnesota scored 24 points in this game. Let me give you one statistic that sums this up. Let me guess. 13 out of 16. 13, out of, 13 out of 15. Oh, okay. okay. Is, is that just remarkable? That is, that is. I mean, like, so you think about, okay, I'll give them touchdowns on the other two drives. There's 14. Maybe they get a turnover and they kick a field goal. They get to 17. That's not enough. 
how Minnesota got to 24 points is still beyond well, 3 0 turnovers. Um, you look at the yardage. Miami outgained them by over 200 yards. In the heat and humidity, Miami's yards per play were better. D- two to one first down advantage. Um, I am just at a loss to explain how the Vikings won this game, much less covered three and a half. Let's look at our metric. So the stats metric says that they should have won Miami by 13. Kevin Cole says Miami should have won by eight. Our pregame system says, and that's an EPA-based system that we weight certain plays more or less, says Minnesota by three, but still not covering. Oh, I guess we had three and a half, you know, in that range. That's interesting, McKenzie. You got any sense why we were so far the other way on them? You want to look look at the calculations and give us some thoughts? Yeah, just in general, we're pegged more to the actual score than uh, some of the other projections. With fourth quarter share? The fourth quarter share was, was good for Minnesota, right? Yeah, well, Minnesota had a 93% yeah. chance to win the game. Yeah, because Miami did all these screw-ups for yeah. second and third quarter. Yeah, so, um, but McKenzie, I wouldn't say we're any more pegged to the final score than Kevin Cole is. I mean, we're making whatever adjustments we want. He's making whatever adjustments he wants, right? If we are, we need to think about more adjustments. I'm not sure what one's right or wrong, you know, to be honest. Um, I think the one that's the least intelligent is the stats one. That's just looking at pure yards, Mm -hmm. pure yards per play, and pure first downs and doing a historical conversion. But sometimes when it's just such an overwhelming majority, the stats truly do tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I lowered Minnesota. I downgraded them. I don't care that they covered. I lowered them by half a point. I upgraded Miami a half. You upgraded Miami by half. I did. Now, are you, and I, this is rare. Are you concerned about seemingly all of their quarterbacks are fragile? I mean, I'm being serious. I get, like, two takes one more big hit. He's probably out for the year, right? Yeah, but I got, I got a spare now because I got, I, I, I got two of them because two, I think, is coming back. And I got Teddy. So as long well, as— Teddy doesn't look good. Um, I, I'd make the case he's hit the wall. He's not. I agree with that. He's, he, he, is, he has gone from capable start, average starting quarterback to above average replacement, uh, backup quarterback, not replacement. All right, so let's just dig a little deeper in this. I want to get a feel of where things went awry. So let's look at the luck factor, all right? Now, turnover luck, Minnesota picked up five points, and that seems to be pretty much what they picked up in net. So everything else evened out. So, Fez, this is weird. It's like there's not any major – I guess maybe if you would say third and fourth down – I mean, I guess they just scored touchdowns instead of field goals when they had the chance, right? Is I mean, is that the way you think of it? or how? I mean, we got to understand why teams win games they're not supposed to. Sure. And you know, part of it, Skylar Thompson started – and he was bad, all right? Okay, but... But, but he wasn't the... But he wasn't but if that's that the case, bad. that's a bad handicap. That's not luck, mm-hmm. right? So, but the yard... Like you said, the yardage is how many... You said 200... 220 said, yards. Yeah, 220 yards. So, obviously, there's something other than yards that showed itself. Yeah, here. so Miami's defense, which even got a little banged up during the game, like you, you quoted the stat, like, the, there were so many three and outs, Minnesota could do nothing against that defense, and then they made... Minnesota did make some explosive big plays. Yeah, so in general, I bet if we look at the success rate, so Mackenzie, we don't have success rate right now on here. We'll Ooh, be adding I bet that, that would be very unfavorable for Minnesota's offense. So yes. what's the success rate say uh, in this game? And that's something we're thinking of doing, and it kind of shows the wisdom of it. Right now we have the EPA, right, which counts all the big plays like any other play, uh, You know, meaning it's, it counts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it should, except there's some luck on big plays, always, right? So what we're thinking of doing is going success rate for half, 
and EPA for half mm-hmm. of what we do, which would actually have brought us a lot closer to the other people here, I think, for sure. What do we got, Mackenzie? Uh, they had similar success rates, and that thing that you mentioned, half of our numbers being success rate, I did this weekend. That's what you asked me okay, to do. Okay, right? uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, good. So my question is, you're saying, though, Minnesota and Miami had similar success rates? Yeah, Minnesota had a slightly higher success rate. Wow. So, Fez, w- w- maybe this isn't a, as bad as a beat as you think. Could be. I, 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 I mean, I, I wasn't watching the first half of this game. I was watching the second half, and my take was, oh, Miami's going to win this game. Miami's down six. They're driving. Minnesota's gassed. Uh, Minnesota can't do anything on offense. And then there's a big turnover, and that was it. You know, that totally changed the complexion of the game with four minutes to play. All right, and listen, here's the thing. Every handicapper, every batter is going to be looking at things through a lens of they got, you know, when they win a close one, it's like, of course, that was supposed to happen. And then when they lose a close one, it's a bellyache. Sure. And, and, and not all turnovers are created equal. In this case, like, like, for instance, if you get strip sacked and you lose a fumble, you're probably up against it anyways in terms of getting a first down. In this case, Miami had just gotten a first down, and their and their wide receiver was struggling for more yards, like in the Miami 35, and he fumbled. And that was the difference of the game. But you know, Fez, if you look at success rate here, which is more about each snap who's winning and losing, it's pretty tied. A Dolphins 39% success, which is not good, <laughs> and uh, Vikings 38%, that's not good either. Um, Should have been a tie, seventeen all, <laughs> we and Miami it, right? would have covered. We would have taken, and it. we would have upgraded Miami by half a point. And the funny thing is, Bridgewater was actually the best quarterback, though all three quarterbacks had minus yard or minus points per play on an EPA basis. Wow, you don't see that very often. Okay, so I'm going to dig into that game because I want to understand. Whenever these games are hard to explain, is when there's something to learn. I mm-hmm. think. All right, number two, Baltimore. And the Giants. Now, this one, I'm not as biased because I didn't lose a contest play on it. I had no dog in the fight. Phony final. All right, so uh, Giants 24, Baltimore 20. Now, fourth quarter win share is interesting. It's a rare game. There was only two of them, two of them, it looks like, in which the team who won had less than a 50% fourth quarter win share. In fact, looking at it, uh, yeah, only two. Cincinnati was one. And the Giants had the lowest, a 41% win share, and they won. Yeah, so Baltimore had a 10-point lead. It seems like Baltimore always has a 10-point lead. In every game. You know, they talk about a a bad fourth-quarter team. Yeah, Giants get two touchdowns in the final 630, get the win. You know, one thing, you look at at the stats, this is really rare. Yards per play. And I know you've kind of make poke fun of Matty Holt and I. But you know, well, remember, like, I think yards per play in a game works really well. It doesn't over a season because of the strength of schedule. In my I, yeah, yes, but in this case, Baltimore seven yards per play. That's that's NFL best. All right, and the Giants yards per play three point eight. That I, you know, it, it is so rare that you see. So what's the average in the NFL? Average would the average rush is four three. The average per play is five point six, I believe. Five point five or five point six. Okay, so they're like two yards below that. You're saying three and a half? They were. They're three point eight. Okay, yeah. So basically, one team is like, like a standard deviation and a half above average, and the other is a standard deviation and a half below average, and yet the team that's below average wins the game. I mean, it's I would say. If you told me seven and three point eight are the averages, what are the odds Baltimore wins this game? I would say 
97%. Mackenzie, do, at we least. Ha- do we have a column in the super sheet that uh, has the difference in the yards per play? Yes. Okay, so we can stack rank those and see where this ranks in the, in the last, what, four years regarding like extreme yards per play that lost? Absolutely, I'm on it. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'll predict there was two other games in the past two years where a team got out yardage by three and one outright because I know one of them, I know Miami did it against the Rams. So once. let's look at our projection here. Is based upon the yardage, 10-point Baltimore win was projected. Kevin Cole said a one-point win, and the pregame success rate and EPA combination says five. We split the difference. Boom, five. So Baltimore winning every one of those. The average metric would say five and a half, and obviously the outcome was much different. On average, it was nine and a half points off because the Giants won by four. So I made no adjustment in my ratings Mm -hmm. because I said Baltimore should have won by five. They were laying five. Now let's say at what point do we say Baltimore's – struggles end the game are meaningful. There's something there. Oh, I'm, I think we were already saying it before this so game. So then how can we excuse it then? Yeah. How can we say, I mean, like what you're saying is, oh, look, they did the thing that I think we're, they're weak at, but let's not count that because it was luck. But how could it be I, luck? I, I've been saying it's luck for the first couple times, and at some point, what, what do they what do they say? Like like if it happens yeah, a couple yeah. times, it's Quentin, a trend, yeah, and, yeah. and if it happens four times, see, it's a reality. You know. Okay, but yeah. then then under that theory, if we're acknowledging that Baltimore is bad at the end of games, and I have a theory why. Wouldn't it make sense then that they have to be penalized when they continue to show? Maybe that? this should be a case where we downgrade Baltimore and we don't upgrade the Giants. Because the Giants took advantage of Baltimore's shortcomings in the end game. But how do we then let's convert or let's uh, switch over to the Giants? At what point do we say Dayball is coach of the year? Yeah, it seems like he's right there. So lucky. He is so lucky. The ridiculous win against Tennessee. I mean, the Giants couldn't win these games. They couldn't have won this many close games in a hundred years. To be fair with Dayball. You know, I go back to that Tennessee win. Remember when he went for two to get the lead? Mm-hmm. And he kind of they, they talked about, like, he's t- telling his players, you know, we are going to play for the win. And my goodness, they have come from behind. This is a resilient team. All right. So if we look at the luck factors now in this, so we said Baltimore clearly on the stats won the game, or they should have won the game. 15 points. Removing on luck factors, right? Turnovers, they lost six, Baltimore did. Green zone, they lost six. Late downs, they lost 13. So how does this add up to only 15, McKenzie? Because we removed the double-counted factors. Okay, but, huh. All right, so we're saying when we keep, so what's a double-counted factor? Let's say there's a turnover in the red zone on third down, right? So the butler in the study (laughs) with, no, but... With a a candlestick. <laughs> a turnover and late down in the green zone, as we call it, would be in three categories. The late downs, turnovers, mm-hmm. and it would be green zone. We, we pull those out, but we keep them individually. They're pristine. So you know what we should do, though? We should probably scale them down with any, whatever the excess point, it, pointage is, Pointage, is that right? On any group. So let's say there's an overlap in two groups. And let's say the to- it's almost the way you take VIG out. If the overlap adds up to 120% of the points, then you should probably you know, downsize it by the amount to get it to 100. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so then in theory, we're equally distributing it in theory. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, but they lost 15 points, Fez, and it was about turnovers, green zone, and late down. 
you know, I wonder if we should do something in the fourth quarter too, because I, I don't. I keep thinking about that. Right, the the games are decided in theory in the fourth quarter, but those points don't count any more than the points in the first half. But it seems like the point. It's so much easier to make up points late in the game. Because the defense is tired. Yeah. yeah so, so, so I think there. your red zone efficiency goes way up if you get in the red zone. We'll have to look at that. All right. So the biggest kind of – I mean, Scott won't want to hear this, but the biggest surprise of the day would have been the Giants winning this game. Here's what I think the problem is with Baltimore. Lamar in that offense is very unusual. Mm-hmm. And – I think this is analogous to Philadelphia. Why have they yeah, been struggling sharp. in the second this half? This is sharp. But like the light bulb, just I can see it. Just like RJ's, like eye is just like yeah. Like, I think like, there's like, something like, here. Oh, Philly's much better in the first half, and then people get used to that quirky offense and slow them down. Baltimore runs a lot of similarities. Well, in this. But some it's similarities. just as quirky. It's just yeah. as quirky is the way to and say. And they falter in the fourth quarter and the second half compared to the first half also. How fast is Lamar? Well, maybe they miss the angle in the first mm-hmm. quarter. They don't miss the angle later. Yeah, I like that. And we know Lamar struggles relatively against division opponents because they see him a bunch. Familiarity. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. By the way, since 2018... Baltimore has the second highest yards per play for a losing team mm. since 2000. So 18, 19, 20, 21. So almost four and a half seasons, Fez. This is number two. We know the question. What's number one, McKenzie? Washington somehow with a minus 3.3 or plus 3.3 YPP lost to the Giants week 9, 2020. There you go. No one remembers that mm. game. <laughs> now we're moving on. I had a little blood on the floor in this one. Jacksonville, Indy. Indy wins by 7, 34-27. You're saying you don't think so. Yeah, blood on the scarecrow in the Indianapolis cornfield here. Good reference. <laughs> uh, I've, this is a phony final. This is one where if you look at the underlying stats, um, pretty equal across the board. Uh, Indy, few more, 50 more yards. Jacksonville won the yards per play by half. Uh, first downs, Indy did get four more, but Jacksonville had the lead most of the game. We talked about how when you have the lead, you expect the other team to be in position to get more yards and, and stats in the fourth quarter. The bottom line is there were two games that were decided by the most ridiculous, like uh, random Plinko frickery that I've ever seen. This is the first one. So Indy trails, and they're driving for the game-winning field goal, Okay. But they're so, not going to cover. So they're, Indy's down by. Indy's down by one. Okay. And there's less than there's there's like two minutes to play, and they're in field goal range. They're going to run the clock down. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to win by two. And everyone who's a sharp better and took two and a half in the contest is going to win. And yet, instead of just doing that, watch this. Matt Ryan, noodle armed. Matt Ryan goes deep, touchdown pass. Minute to play. Goes up five. Two point conversion. They win by seven in a game. They absolutely. I'm not saying they shouldn't have won. Someone had to win. They should have won by two. Should have landed on the number. What yard line were they on when that pass happened? Approximately the 34. Okay, so it was a 51-yard field goal. Yeah, but there's no reason to risk like a well, long, you know a long de- pass. You know Ten the yards defense, wins the game. The defense is trying to taunt you or tempt you into a long pass. Now this is a, this is a really sharp point because this happened twice in, two, in another game. When we, the next game we're going to talk about also that we might see more and more of this that these defenses are like, wait a minute. We once know the where team got to go. If if this team picks up six more yards, we are effed. 
We have to do if, – who cares if they get a touchdown? We cannot let them get to the 25. These NFL kickers are too good. They if win. Anything, a touchdown is better because at least then you have a chance. get the ball. Yeah. Exactly. So – it sounds like Jacksonville was playing it smart. It's just, and let's be honest, Matt Ryan could get strip sacked very easily. Oh. He's holding that ball a little longer. Or a holding call on the offensive oh. line. You can't block. So, bottom line, Indy should have won by two. They were laying two. I have no upgrade or downgrade on either team. All right, here's what the numbers say. All stats, combined projections, says Indy by two. Kevin Cole says Jacksonville by four. Pregame.com says Jacksonville by five. So this one was even more on Jacksonville mm. than you're thinking. All right, next game. Next game. Well, now, by the by the way, by the way, by the way, it wasn't that long ago when you were high on Jacksonville. You're talking about Super Bowl eighty. You'd love a ticket at eighty or whatever. And I said, no, I, I dug into the stats, Fez Fugazi. Mm. You didn't believe me, did you? Are you I, still? They've lost what four in a row or three in a row? They're two and four. Yeah, they've lost. I believe they're three in a row. Yeah, let's see here. I did, I'll pull out my special sheet here. Jacksonville. All right, so they lost to Washington. They beat Indy. They beat the Chargers. That's when you were celebrating. And then they went into Philly. They lost. They uh, And they didn't. Uh, let me see. They lost to they, Houston. They didn't cover by eight. Wow. Huh. Seven and a half. Houston. Yep, they lost that That's one. That's not going to age Seven-point well. favorite. That's going to leave a sexy scar. And they lost against Indy. That game, uh, what was the close in that Jacksonville? What was the closing line? It's seven. No, no, Jacksonville. I'm sorry, uh, versus Indy here. This one and a half. Okay, okay. So, would you have you reevaluated Trevor Lawrence, the savior? Well, the fact that what he tries to remember when he threw the hail mary. No. And, and it was like 20 yards short of the oh, end zone. Oh, yes, yes. That was, that was against Houston. Okay. So same situation. Now, mind you, once in a generational hey, athlete. Listen, that doesn't mean you have a strong arm. Exa- what? No, it does mean you have a strong <laughs> oh, okay. arm. It does mean you have to have a strong arm, right? You would think. Well, here's another case. Jacksonville has the ball on their own 40. Like you said, the one thing you give up a touchdown, at least you get the ball back. So they're on their 40, last play of the game. All right, another Hail Mary, right? No. Hook and ladder, throw to midfield, start lateraling the ball around, basically telling everyone, hey, we got a noodle-armed quarterback who can't throw the ball 60 yards. Now, does that, now, here's the thing. We've seen him throw the ball long. Maybe this is a sign of injury. Exactly. You think? What else could it be? A guy can't throw the ball 60 yards? Remember, he doesn't care much about football. Aaron Rodgers can throw it 70. He doesn't care much about football, so who knows? Maybe he just is doing like good work, charitable works during the offseason. All right. All I know is I, that's the first time I've seen a capable NFL quarterback throw the midfield well, on the last play of the game. Hold like on. That. Capable? Mm-hmm. All right. Next game. Next game. This Cincy. <laughs> Cincy, New Orleans. Now, this one will be a little controversial. Well, well, you should like to host set it up. What do you think? Yes, please. <laughs> so eager. You can tell I've been like, You're ready I'm for ready. this I'm one. Cincy, New Orleans. Now, New Orleans is down south, and they have gumbo. Cincinnati's known for Skyline Chili. Mmm, love it. Love it. Gumbo minus 260. Whoever is anti-Skyline Chili, you're anti-me. That's me, then. You're anti-Skyline Chili? I'm not anti-you, but I'm anti—I th- I think it— I, 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 <sighs> I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. It's soggy spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Soggy. And the final, Cincinnati by four, they cover the spread. So this one is eerily similar— to the Jacksonville game, and that Jacksonville led most of the game against Indy. Well, New Orleans led most of the game against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals, you know, one factor we didn't bring up that I kind of, I might have missed a little bit on this game, and I think this is part of the money reason. Part of the money, came, money came hard on Cincinnati. They closed a three-point favorite. Burrow returning to the Bayou. 
you know, so if ever there was a game that like they talk about the when crowd I, support, when, yeah, and when the athlete circles like this is the one game of the year. It's a long season that I, one road game I really want to do well, and he played exceptionally well. But the bottom line is, end of the game, Cincinnati once again, like Indy, was driving for the game-winning field goal. By golly, RJ happened again. It's like midfield. There's a minute to play. The Bengals only need three, and they get a, a short pass, breakaway, 50-yard touchdown. Instead of getting a field goal, they get a touchdown. And they win by four, so they cover the the the, the three point closing. You spread. know that. So they would have won by how many? They let me do the math here. So it was twenty six to uh, twenty four. They, they would have won, won by one. The oh. Bengals were the Bengals really should have won this game by one, which wouldn't have covered anything. The opener, the closer, but you had Cincy in some of your contests, Minus right? One and a half. So, so this is one. The 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 fact that I won with it. And I'm still saying it's a phony fight. I'm okay. not. I'm not upgrading Cincy. You know what? I'm it doesn't not, seem like you have the passion for this. One. Yeah, I'm not, because the stats were good for Cincy and Burrow was good. All right, so let's talk about the stats. Stats say this should have been an even game. Kevin Cole says six point win by Cincy. Pregame says a three point win by Cincy. That pregame number looks pretty sharp right there. I gotta say, um, closing so, number three. So no, no adjustment. I would. I would guess the luck factor was pretty even. All right, so this is what we figure here is mm-hmm. how is the stats, how is the luck, and if we look at the luck here, oh, look, three points of gain for New Orleans, and that's kind of you know the reason that maybe since he needed a little luck at the end. I think New Orleans was fortunate in the first half getting the double-digit lead. Yeah. I agree with that. What do you think about the fact we've codified? I like this a I, lot. I, I, I like the color coding, too, and, and, and the, for those you know listening— if a team is like, that's well, everyone right, that can hear you. We're not on like, but everyone TV. that can hear you is listening. If a team got a little <laughs> bit lucky, you get this little slight lime green. Whereas if they're like, if they were really lucky, you get this bold, bold. Are you talking skyline chili right now? Joker green. That's like, are, yes. Are we talking about the little green chilies that uh, would be in there if it was homemade? Yeah, maybe I'm just a wussy boy. I get the three way instead of the five way. I don't oh, have you the don't on, want to fart. I don't have the onions. Yeah, oh, you're worried about your bad breath. Was it, is cheese the fourth? Or chili. No, chili. I, I don't no, Exactly. No chili, no onion. Three-way only. Personally, I get a five-way jumbo, mm. and then I get a couple of conies and a full sugar Mountain Dew just to wash it all down. It's been a while, but it was good. I, I tell you what, if I, if, if I hit 180, I will go to Skyline, and, and we will feast. <laughs> well, there's a place down the street on Sunset. The, the egg comparable. and I has like, eh, no, but it's it's homemade. I like the Skyline. I want the cheese to be manufactured in parts unknown. But go ahead. Now, we only talk football. We don't divert to other things. But the egg and I is one of the hidden gems. You think? It, uh, the skillet breakfast. So why, why tell people the hidden gems? We have an oblig- a fiduciary responsibility to help them win games, not help them eat. I'm eating oatmeal. <laughs> you want to live vicariously. <laughs> Next game, Washington. We're going to Thursday night. Chicago, a team that should have more wins than they do. Fez, who do you think should have won? Well, Washington won 12 to seven in a barn burner. The, <laughs> burn the barn down. The Bears should have won this game. Yeah, this is like something incredible. It's just, it's just like, you you look at this game. The Bears had three trips into the red zone where they didn't get any points, uh, interceptions, turnovers, fails on fourth down, and then what happens? 
Well, they're still going to win because Washington can't move the ball except for the Bears muff a punt on the six-yard line and then a painfully ugly six-yard drive. <laughs> Somehow Washington gets into the end zone. Now the narrative is going to be, hey, the Bears you know, missed scoring a touchdown at the end of the game by six inches. But the truth is it should never come to that. The Bears dominated this game. Okay, so the Bears lost nine points on luck. All right, and that's spread out between now these are scaled up a little or not scaled down, so it's going to add up to more than nine, but you can get a relative idea. Seven points on turnovers they lost and 13 points in the green zone. And when you lose 12 to seven, it's one thing to lose 22 17. Mm-hmm. You lose 12 to seven. It's like, think about a baseball game. You lost 12 to seven and should have had nine more runs. <laughs> you should have kicked ass. Now, if you look at the uh, stats, <laughs> Chicago. By the yard, it should have won by nine. Kevin Cole said they should have won by seven. Pre-game says only one. Only one. Hmm. Okay. But everyone agrees Bears should have won the game. All right. So have you reevaluated? What do you I mean, right now it doesn't seem like there's a man on the planet that wants to bet on Carson Wentz. Well, they Does that don't. mean there's value? Well, Maybe, but we don't know because Carson Wentz busted up his finger, so he's he is he is in whereabouts unknown for a while. It's Heineken time. Heineke takes over. So, the, so he, he hurt his finger. I haven't heard of a quarterback missing a game because of a finger in a I long time. I think it's broken. <laughs> yeah, but even that, they usually just shoot it up. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, it feels like kind of a, a a discretionary benching. Well, all broken fingers, you're right, are not created equal. But I, I don't know which finger it is. Normally, you're right. You can tape them together and you can yeah. play. But uh, the way Carson— I mean, I'm just when's the last time a quarterback— I thumb— Thumb is different. And even with the thumb, people play with broken thumbs. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, remember, uh, Drew Brees missed— You know, I mean, Dak is missing a bunch of time with the thumb. Mackenzie, can you check when we, we expect Mr. Wentz? Four to six weeks. Oof. Wow. Okay, so— do you do you upgrade? What do you do with Washington? No change. No change. Heineke. Now I, I made the mistake with the Brandon Allen coming in. You know, <laughs> little flipper. Yeah, little flipper coming in for uh, Andy Dalton, and that that was going to be a big upgrade for the Bengals. Um, <laughs> and in this case, though, whoa, 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 that was the Finley. Finley right. was the one. Uh, I mix was... them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, the The bottom line here is that the, there are there's talk that Wentz is not liked in the locker room. You might get wow. you might get a one game bump from from the from the, 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 the what, what people are calling them the Commodores now. They're once, twice, three times a loser. I've, all right. Um, now, is it time for you to admit the Bears are better than you thought? Yes. Okay, so you're in a you get you're in a bad spot. Even though I sh- could have won this game, you're in a bad spot with our bet. Yeah, four wins was was the bet. I the Bears. think so. I, I think still so. think I'm going to cash my under six and a half. Well, I think so. I think directionally my handicap was correct at the beginning of the year, but then I I doubled down on it, saying the Bears still suck completely, and I think the Bears are just a little bit worse than what we expected. They're going to win five and a half games. Here's the thing: five games. I thought it was weird that everyone and his brother, the Bill Simmons of the world. In the preseason, we're all saying, this Bears is the worst team. And they were saying, and I think they're trying to lose. They're trying to sabotage fields. You heard that a bunch, right? Right. And then, then why they... were they like the fourth lowest favorite instead of the low? I mean, it was like, or fourth, you know, worst underdog, however you want to say it. Uh Right, because their season win was six and a half. Yeah. Dropped, even when it dropped to six, I mean, Atlanta was four and a half. Houston was four and a half. So there was a, a, a pretty big disparity yeah. there. Houston between, was down there. You know, they were, was it Rokon Smith, their, their linebacker, was like, they're talking about him sitting out and being totally unhappy, and he's playing, he played fine, you know? So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like the market was telling us it's not, they're taking a lot of money 
on Bears under and they didn't care. Because let's yeah. be honest, it didn't move as much as you would think it would, right? It dropped, actually, it dropped to six. But yeah, it, it dropped to half a game. But it didn't go all the way down to four and a half. Like, like you're the dregs of the worst in the, in the NFL, yeah. And the dregs are what, Atlanta? Atlanta, playoff contender. Yeah. And serious. Houston, yeah. accurate. Yeah. Well, but the, I mean, I think the case could be made that they are playing better than expected, right? Yes. I mean, obviously, did... Did I? Did Houston play this week? I don't remember. I don't bye have week. any record no, last year. Houston's off the bye. Okay, yes. I was thinking who they have. So they five games. They should have won two. Yes, right? but they won one. Next game, another faulty final. Fed says, "Oh, you know it's funny." Now this one might be self-serving. It's funny because I was gonna, and I told you by text. We were talking about the contest on Saturday. And I said I really like Philly. You did, and it's what and you I played Philly. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that you should have went that way. I said because you seemed adamant, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'll be interested to hear what you think on Monday. Meaning how the game goes, what you thought, what were you thinking coming in the game? Because my, my rationale was, what would this line have been with Dak? And when it was like five and a half, remember Wednesday it was like five and a half, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. This is pretty much what the line would be with Dak, is what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Now, when he, I don't know what brought it up. Was it they really thought Doc was going to play? Because, like, why did he go up from five and a half to, you know, it touched seven for a second, but six and a half? It was because Philly's linemen that were banged up. Oh, they got, yeah, they got, they okay. got, 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 they good actually, look, you know, I'm pretty sure in this faulty final, you're not going to say that they lost one of their key linemen, you know, not even midway through the game, are you? But go ahead. But, no, uh, John, was it Lane Johnson? Johnson? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Lane Johnson got concussed, and that, that we talk about Philly's offense, you know, being tough to prepare for. It's unusual, and oftentimes the defense does better in the second half. Well, Dallas did shut down Philly in the second half, um, but a part of that certainly was an old lineman that was the unit that was already banged up, and then Lane Johnson exited, I believe, end of the first half. So that that certainly was a factor. Okay, so Philly won by nine. <sighs> the stats say that Dallas should have won by two. Kevin Cole says Philly should have won by eight. Pregame says Philly should have won by two. What do you think? I think Philly by five. Okay. And what do you think was deceiving? Uh, well, certainly Dallas won the yardage. You the, should have oh, just said I didn't like the final. I didn't like the final. The 3-0 um, turnover, and I don't know if you caught it. Well, Dal- but let's get the turnover. Dallas is driving for the game for the field goal. That's gonna, they're gonna, the game's going to land six. It's going to uh-huh. land on the number. Everybody wins, all right? And Dallas. So when you say everyone wins, you're saying the books get sided, probably. They get meddled. Yeah, yeah they oh, get meddled. Oh, yeah, because okay. yeah, it was five, open five, close six and a half, and it's going to land six. Dallas is down nine. They're running out of time, and somehow they just shoot themselves in the toe, and so they have to try a really long field goal instead of a moderate field goal, and the idiot kicker misses it by half a yard. And it would have felt sick. Okay. But it was 59 yards. In the Super Contest, I think it was six, wasn't it? It was six. (sighs) Corny gay. Well, hey, I'm just going to call that a nice easy win on Philly. (laughs) So this is interesting. I did not downgrade Philly. I might might for Lane Johnson if he's injured, but Mm -hmm. but I didn't change Philly. But I upgraded Dallas. Wait, wait, you didn't downgrade them for winning and covering against their car. That that was very nice of you. Well, I said it was a phony final. But I did upgrade Dallas by half. You said you thought Philly should have won by five, so it's kind of hard to downgrade them. Yes, I upgraded Dallas by a half. Well, yeah, because they should have won by five when the line opened to five. Or they should have lost by five. Why would they get upgraded? 
I w- if anything, Cooper Rush got exposed. You can't upgrade him with Cooper Rush. Sure, well, Cooper Rush is in the back. Is in the okay, rear then, then, but yes. that has nothing to do with this game. Yeah, but I felt like the Dallas team played well and Cooper Rush played poorly. First of all, Dak gets hurt every third game, so then I I'll think- downgrade them when when Cooper Rush comes back. All right, yes. so. Philly is – I guess I can see how you've got Philly like fifth or whatever in your power ratings is when they beat teams like, like Dallas by nine, they don't get credit. I got them third. Oh, is that right? By margin now. By margin. Well, how could that be when you – who got down – I mean, Tampa got downgraded and Green Bay. Is that who – I mean, who would have dropped so yeah, hard? San Fran dropped like a rock. Ooh. San Mc- Fran, poor performance and injuries. Yeah. McKenzie's best bet, Tampa Bay downgrade. You know what you should do? I was thinking, Mackenzie, here's what you need to do. You need, you strongly need to only play against San Fran. If you like them, assume that's bias. If you don't like them, if you're neutral, I think you should play on the opponent. And if you like the other team, you should bet your house. (laughs) Makes sense. I mean, don't you agree, Fez? When you know you got a bias... You got to act accordingly. This is basic strategy. If you have a favorite team, bet against them or pass. Yeah, that's yeah. basic strategy. I had uh, four picks for the contest that I was good to go with. I asked the guys, Scott and AJ, who I'm doing the contest with. I'm like, all right, we need a fifth pick. We batty ran a couple different picks. They convinced me on the 49ers. Obviously, I was easy to convince, but that was their suggestion. So I wanted to be taken away from my bias. They led me straight. So, and, you, and you texted me for my advice, and I didn't get back to you. So, right? so Mackenzie, read what I wrote when you told me you had Sam. You sent me your picks, and what was my, get out your text. You're gonna love this. <laughs> Check this out. Well, well no well, red blooded. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So this is what I wrote back. Go ahead. No red blooded American could pass up a chance to lay five and a half with San Francisco. <laughs> When it's, the market was four. Yeah, on, on Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesday, I like San Francisco. By Friday, the the ship had sailed. Well, because the injuries. Yes, exactly. By the and way, we, and we talked about that. We wanted to evaluate that. Go ahead, Mackenzie. Last word. And then I went through my whole spiel about how I arrived on San Francisco. You said, "Well, at least you guys are sticking with your question mark principles." <laughs> I mean, it's a lay point at all. When in doubt, lay road favorites. <laughs> <laughs> that, that are point and a half inflated. That's yes. bad. That's bad. <laughs> All right. Let's look at the fourth quarter win share for the season. So this is, I think, maybe as good as anything gets, when, in my opinion, when it comes to how good these teams are. How, what kind of control did you have of your games at the end? Baltimore is going to be higher. Everyone believes Baltimore has gotten unlucky. Weighted average fourth quarter, how many games should you win? Exactly. Frozen took a picture five, ten, and five and ten minutes into the game. 93% chance Philadelphia to win their games. 93%. So they shouldn't be 6-0. and oh. They should only be like 5.6 yeah. wins. There we go. All right, but here number two, number two is uh, Buffalo, oh, Kansas City, 78%. Hmm. So think about it. 93%. Set seven points from perfection, and now 22 points from perfection. Philly three times better than anybody else. In that regard. So number far. three, Baltimore. 70, Baltimore? 74%. All right. Now, that's valid if you don't believe it's systemic. If it isn't systemic, them giving up the lead late. If there's not a reason for it. You know, it. here's the irony. If ever there's a team that's supposed to win close games, it's, it's Justin Tucker. That's a good point. But they go for it on so many fours. Exactly. Buffalo is number four, 73%. So there's a cluster, 78, 74, 73. Number, and this doesn't account for strength of schedule, right. which we probably want to do a little adjustment or an adjustment for that. 
Number five, Tennessee. Titans? They, but again, pretty. Mm-hmm. remember, they were winning. Now, the Bills, get boy, Tennessee's there, though. They had a zero pretty much the whole fourth quarter against the Bills. Yeah. The Giants game is yeah, the, they is the killer. They yep. should have won the Giants game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. And they'd be, what, 4-1, and one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Next game, or finally, we'll just finish out the top ten here real quick. Number six, Minnesota. Number seven, San Francisco. Number eight, Cincinnati. Number nine, Dallas. Number ten, New England. And number ten is at 56%. Makes sense, because New England's been basically starting to stack 99% win rates here in games. You know, I, I just don't understand with such a bad, with Belichick losing it, with uh, no offensive coordinator, how are they winning? And I'll tell you how they're winning. There was one play. This shows why they're winning. Every other team is getting flagged, personal foul, excessive inter, um, uh, celebration, etc. I don't know if you saw this play, but a special team scrub at the end of the game got a fumble recovery. He, he tries to give the ball to Belichick. And Belichick looks at him like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> we're playing football here. We don't, you know, we're not, it's almost like he said, we're not the Jets. What well, are you, you doing? You know what's funny, though? It kind of shows maybe post-Brady, it's become different with Belichick, where it's almost like you're going to, remember in the paper chase, where John Houseman was his legend? Yeah. Right? Harvard Law School was, it was a PBS show from the 70s, but you liked it. I loved it. And the theory was there's a legend in the halls. Right, and he doesn't talk to he, you. Could be in the elevator with him; he's not mm, going to talk to you. Yes, Belichick. Supposedly, I mean, I think it was, um, and you wouldn't think it was uh, not Gronk. It was um, Edelman. Edelman says that it, he only sp- have spoken to Belichick like three times, like personally. Yeah, I mean, like 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 when when we we all went to Miami, and and RJ like sets me aside, and he and he's like, okay, so Colin Cowherd and Don Martin are going to be there, and Steve, you, you might not want to like spend you know come up to them in the bathroom and start making conversations with. <laughs> was that these a coach? Guys. Was that like a Coach K kind of reference? Yeah, you rushed on Coach. Yeah, you might you might want to like they want to talk to you, then be available, but you might not want to like they're kind of busy people, right? No, no, I mean in general, <laughs> in general, I would say this. If you didn't actually say that. But I thought it'd be good. But story. I probably thought. I, I thought. I sent. I sensed by your mannerism. You're like you go. You know. I'm going to give you like our. Well, remember, there's only downside. Once you have a deal, there's only downside. When you take yes for an answer is what. RJ scheduled lunches for me with like my my. Well, like, yeah, yeah, with, with my national lunch. radio host Sean Pendergast. Exactly. You like you 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 handpick people you knew that would well, like I would I would I would get along with. Well, he went to his uh, brother went to Notre Dame. I mean, you know, you, you wanted to go to Notre Dame. We're still rocking, man. Sean and I. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a great guy. Him and, and AJ were rivals down in Houston. I know. I brought up his name and AJ gave me the stink on No, 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 no. Mm. He like he even they I mean, even rivals mm. gotta admit when they're good people. Uh, they're both good people. Um Okay, let's move on. But I do think this Belichick's draft this year looks great. I mean, you look at some of these I mean, so I and that know. this team usually gets better come Halloween time. And you know what oh for sure. You know what's funny? Is I, I like John Middlecoff. I think he's a good broadcast. You know, he's a uh, high energy. He's entertaining, but he's knowledgeable and he's not afraid to have an opinion. Uh, but he's one of his three hot takes. You know, admitted hot takes was Belichick. This would be his last year. Mm. And I just heard it's like I didn't know this. He's got George Hallis. He's passing if I they saw beat the this. Bears. 
So I win either way. Belichick wins or the Bears win. But he's only like 30 games away from Don Shula. Yeah, so do you really think he's not going to go for that if he can? Yeah, you know, Pete Rose, when he was 41, didn't exactly let Nick Asaski start for the Reds. <laughs> he, uh, he put himself in that starting lineup. Yeah, so, but what I'm saying is Belichick is still the best coach in football today. He is. And I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's, I, talk, I, let's I, talk about that New England. Cleveland. I love the—okay, we'll go to that next. I love the—what the, do I want to call it? The camarad- it's not even camaraderie. It's like there's a set, it's almost like a Bear Bryant. It's it's like the guy is with Brady, I guess there was a sense that they were peers and now there is no pe- like who's the who's the senior guy at the Patriots that's gonna be like, oh, it's Belichick and so and so. It's no one, right? There's no one. Gronk's gone, you know, so in a weird way, I think it's probably distanced him to some degree. But it's creating that phenomenon where the player wants to give him the ball. Say, I did what you told me yeah. to. You know? <laughs> and I'm sure Bell, I didn't see the actual play, but I'm sure he had a little smile at some point. He wasn't like mad, mad. He wasn't mad. He was just. He was bemused. You've never used that word, and it's absolutely appropriate. All right. Yes. Let's do. I was saying it. Indifferent without being upset. Well, I think, I think he was probably ambivalent in that he was feeling like this is cute. But I can't yeah, show yeah. it. Fair enough. You know, I'm guessing now. I mean, we haven't talked for a while. So New England Rex Cleveland 38-15. They, Go ahead, Sue. They don't dominate. I'll do the analysis. You do the you, you do it. Go ahead. We always switch this game. No, you do it. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 98% chance for New England to win. Oh, no. All right. We'll do it. New England wins handily. Oh, look, against Cleveland. I, you know, I thought Stefanski was supposed to be one of the best coaches in the league. He won coach of the year last year, didn't he, if I recall? Mm. I don't know. Um as we said, New England won. And uh, why can't I find the score? Oh, 38 to 15. Ooh, 98% chance for New England. What do you think? How, how should it have went, Steve? 38 to 15. All right. <laughs> I, I only upgraded New England one, Cleveland down one, because I do think Jacoby Brissett was horrible, and I think New England knew how to stop him completely. I didn't want to overadjust. We had a nice ticket of plus three on this, if I recall. We did. So we, we um, if, if you listen to the early um, – if you listen to the both, all the, po- all, yeah. Yeah, all the podcasts last week, we recommended four bets, and they all won. Well, you know, I got a nice little stacky-wacky here. I didn't think we got off enough on that first quarter, but that was the lucky bet, right? Part of it, yes. Part of it, the reason we didn't play the first quarter hard on Seattle, we made three bets. We played Seattle game plus three. We played first half plus one half minus 14. And we played first quarter plus a half minus one, plus one minus 150. And because we had three very correlated bets, we, I didn't want to like go crazy, so we we um, we risked eighteen hundred together to make whatever to twelve hundred on the first quarter. All right, and nice. Uh, listen, there's nothing like a, a nice uh, green salad, as they say on the Sopranos. I will I will say this: getting a stack of cash much better than wire transfers. In my opinion, I mean, maybe I'm old school. The envelope. I like I like the envelope. I like the envelope too. So what do the numbers say? Numbers say. The stats say New England by five. Kevin Cole says by six. Pre-game has it even higher, 13, closer to the score. All right. I don't know. There's probably not much else to say. Now, what I will say is I'll repeat my point. Belichick against one-dimensional offenses is deadly. Against two-dimensional run pass, it's much more difficult. And Nick Saban's like that. So don't be fooled. You know when Now, Chicago, one-dimensional. Oh, Chicago's going to have real trouble, I think. Oh, of. yeah. Um, but when they play, the obviously the Bills, but when they play other teams that can throw the ball, 
Though he does well against the Chargers, but I guess that's just bad coaching. <laughs> so, so the Browns one-dimensional Nick Chubb is total stud. Always has um, long runs. Uh, his over/under for longest run was 19 and a half. Shocker, longest run was only 18. Um, got shut down. Usage was way down. Chubb was neutralized. McKenzie with a good little factoid: five turnover-worthy plays Brissett in this game. In the prior five games, five turnover-worthy plays. So he had as many in one game. And a couple of those were – one of those was late in the last two games, right, if I recall, for Cleveland. Yeah, against Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, next game we're going with um, number nine on our sheet, Green Bay. Oh, what a bad pick I had here. And the Jets. It felt like we were buying low, Fez. It felt like we were buying low. But no, Jets by 17. Aaron Rodgers looks checked out. I agree. So situationally, it was a great spot for the Packers off of a seven-point loss. They were seven-point favorite. They lost outright. Jets were off an offset win. And guess what? The Jets won. And it wasn't fluky. Jets outplayed the Packers, saw the game. Um, so what's going on? With it? I asked the question after like two weeks, who was the worst team? A lot of people said the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where you fell on that one. I think you had the Jets lowest, but you hate Flacco. So what 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 has happened that we didn't see coming? The Jets D line mm-hmm. is playing really well. Um, it, it, their Sauce Gardner in the secondary is, is just playing like a, a complete mm-hmm. stud. He's mm-hmm. a rookie. I agree. So they're hitting home runs. Quarterback um, Wilson is a capable quarterback, and the running back. Brees Hall that they picked up is 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 absolutely hitting the holes and and running like not Earl Campbell but you get the idea that he's you know a top ten running back so across the board all these new additions they picked up have been great in the draft and their D lines playing great okay so I'm checking right now in the little database machine I'm saying if you lose two straight games as a favorite of more than a touchdown. Uh, well, I guess the Green Bay closed seven and a half, right? Yeah, so I think seven and a half is a yeah, fair. Yeah. So I would say more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens in that next game? You Do you expect a bounce back? Do you expect, though, the team is just so bad that they're going to keep falling? What do you think? I think they keep falling because they should have bounced back the second game. So if they didn't get the bounce back the second game, something is fundamentally wrong. That's right. what I would expect. All right, well, let's see here. We got it coming. Drum roll, McKen. Do a drum roll like you're doing, like a rap sample. Did you turn your mic on to do that? Oh my God, that's what he sounds like when he's eating wings. <laughs> that's pretty funny, wasn't it? All right, here we go. So, lost by two or lost two games. Boy, you, boy, the layoffs one big, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, wow. Since 1990. There's only been 17 instances of this. Mm-hmm. The team is nine wins and eight losses. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And the Packers. Bet accordingly. <laughs> bet accordingly. Bet accordingly. Next game, we're fucking making. Oh, we're making some progress here. Oopsie. You want to go San Fran, Atlanta? Out. How's this sound? You relax. Sit back and dream of food. San Fran, Atlanta. 97% chance Atlanta winning, McKenzie. Oh, oof. What about covering five and a half? Oof. 28, and half. <laughs> 14. Supposedly the worst team in the league entering the year. Another win, Atlanta. Faz, what's happening? So somehow San Fran won the stats. They were minus three in turnovers. I don't care that they won the stats. I watched the game. Atlanta 
absolutely dominated this game. They were the better team. I upgraded Atlanta point, San Fran down a point. I was thinking about making a bigger adjustment, frankly. And I said, well, because of the stats, I'm only I'll, I'll limit it I to think one you got to maybe. But here's the thing. Is the stats a four-point win for San Francisco? Just the raw numbers. Kevin Cole says 11, though, for Atlanta. Mm. So... I mean, now let's look at the let's look at the breakdown. Like, what's been the luck in this game? Because we want to, we can kind of understand oftentimes why there's luck. San Francisco, in theory, had 13 points of bad luck. Mm-hmm. Now McKenzie did the calculations, so there's a chance there's chicanery involved. All right, turnovers they lost seven points. All right, they lost three points in the green zone, and late down they lost 19 points. Again, those are not normalized back to 100, but 19 points late down? What was their stats on third down and fourth down conversions? I'll grab those. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? You know, what's interesting about this, and I don't know how many of those were in the fourth quarter, but Atlanta had a 14-point lead. Mm -hmm. And whenever you see this team's, you know, five-point favorite, four-point favorite, and they're down 14, they always score. They get one score. They might lose by seven. They don't just bagel in the fourth quarter, and that's what happened with San Francisco. So these late-down failures in the fourth quarter is really damning. You know, that, that even with Atlanta playing some prevent defense, San Fran couldn't score once in the fourth quarter. Well, to me, I got a feeling San Fran's tired. Let's see here. They had that monsoon in Chicago. They had an easy win against Seattle. They went to Denver. That was a tough game. They played L.A., at Carolina, no, they shouldn't be tired. They got the whole week off at the Greenbrier. Yeah. Oh, so this was the first back-to-back. Yes. Oh, wow. Mackenzie, what was their third and fourth downs? So the Niners, three out of nine third and fourth down attempts. What really changed this number, though, was the Falcons' success, nine out of 14. Okay, so consider when you look at late down, it's how your offense does and how your defense does. Remember, I wonder if the you know Mariota being a um, the mobile quarterback – Caused them all kinds of trouble, and I wonder if you know Arizona's going to cause them similar trouble, you know, with um, with Murray. It's funny because Arizona is a team that, like, two years ago they had so much success against San Fran, and then the next year they didn't. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how those few trends really keep up. Yes, because the team spend the whole off season saying we can't let that happen again. By the way, seven quarterbacks won this past week with under two hundred pass yards. I like I like that it's not all offense. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I, I want there to be offense when it's appropriate, when it's warranted. The Rams, Carolina, Fez, bad pick here. You had I had the winner. Rams by fourteen. Let's see what the math says. Math says uh, stats say Rams by eleven. Kevin Cole says fourteen. Pre-game says less. So it seems to be appropriate. What do you think? So. Kind of a unique adjustment here. I didn't change the Rams at all. I thought the Rams looked awful. Now, what, now, if you win the yardage in a way that you should win a game by 11, that doesn't seem awful. No. Uh, what was awful is the Carolina has the eye test of a team that's absolutely checked out and dysfunctional. Now, normally you fire your coach. Mm-hmm. It's you know, kumbaya. Everyone hugs. They come together. They all in effort. Now, the sideline, we already had a situation with a mutiny. Robbie Anderson fighting with his wide receivers coach, new interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, says, you know what, just take the afternoon off. Don't play. Go back to the locker room. Now he's heading for— You might um, not want to be lending any of your books out. 
<laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing about? He's uh, and he's heading to Arizona. So Robbie Anderson is no more for Carolina. You know, one thing in this in this game, it doesn't, and it shows up in the stats. Christian McCaffrey made a phenomenal play. He turned a five yard gain into a fifty. Mm-hmm. So Carolina only got two hundred yards of so offense. That's, a, that's an example where success rate would say one thing, and it'd be less attractive for Carolina. EPA is going to give them all the points for that, right? Because ninety five percent of the time, that's a five yard gain, not a fifty five yard gain. And even despite that. They still got rolled by 14. Bad pick by me. Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard (laughs) completely. Uh. I proposed last week that the moves were kind of suspicious. Point spread moves. No, no, no. The moves with the coaches. Oh, yes. And I said Carolina's tanking, or at least the front office is trying to create an environment where it's tough to win. Do you believe that more so now? Oh, absolutely. And I know that they're actively shopping McCaffrey. He was 75% of their offense. What are they going to be able to do if, if, if a trade does go through? And I think it will, as good as he looked, that teams are going to want him. And, I mean, you think about it. If you There's two ways to try to win Super Bowls. What almost everyone tries to do is when they have a chance, they go all in. Now, what Kansas City has done is what Belichick and the Patriots have done, which is we got to keep extending the window, extending the window. Every year we have a chance to win it, roll the dice. And by getting rid of Tyreek Hill, it hurts him this year. It does. But it sets him up for future years. But you look at the Bills, they say, oh, we got an old rush end that does okay occasionally. I mean, listen, he looks good, Von Miller, but – Man, we thought he was, I mean, everyone thought he was done in Denver. How much time? He signed like a four-year deal. His vision is failing. Always has to wear glasses. So, I mean, like to me, it's like if you're a team that's going all in, McCaffrey would be a hell of a piece. Yes. Like a Lamborghini you only take out on certain Sundays. Certain Sundays. You know, use that example for Gronk, and it really is a great example. The dude might only get you 38 yards against Carolina Week 13, but come playoff time. He's going to get three days. Well, he did in the Super Bowl against Tampa, right? All right, let's keep moving, and we're getting to that Buffalo-KC game. But first, our nice prediction, first half, first quarter, and we had the game. We gave that out on the other pod, Seattle. Geno Smith time, baby. Where's Geno with your quarterback rankings? Let's pull up Mr. Smith. And as you're doing that, I'll say the following. The actual score was a 10-point win. The stats said only a one-point win for Seattle. Kevin Cole says seven. Pre-game says two. So a nice win, especially getting points. We had a plus three in that game. We did. Only available early Early in in the the week. week. What do you uh, where's Gino at now? I've got number G- two. I've got him tied for twenty first. <laughs> Half a point worse than an average quarterback. Let me read you read these names. No, 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 no. You're you're wrong. You're right. wrong. How's this sound? How's this sound? Let's do a bet. All right. QBR. Or we can do QBR and PFF combined. That that's always the best one. The I rest think. of the year. Going forward. The rest of the year. Going forward. Going forward at twenty and you have them twenty one? So we'll make yeah. it twenty one. It's a push of twenty no, I'll do twenty and a half. But we're deleting all the, the prior. from here on. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Now here's the way we have to do it. All right. Pro rata because we can't do. We don't know how to. No one knows how to do except 
ESPN how to do their QBR. But we get to QBR for we'll the cal- games. We'll calculate what it is now. Yes. Pro and prorate. And, and or then, we can look at each of the games moving forward. Each, we'll just take each of the games moving forward. But what we'll do is based on the number of dropbacks, like if one time he has 10, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have it be prorated by number of attempts. That exactly. makes sense. Yeah. I, and the PFF is simple. It's just with the Perfect. Grade. So, McKenzie. 20 and a half. Let's take a gander right now where we are. What is he, third? <laughs> so what do you think about, uh, and we'll do the three on that, right? What do you think yeah. about um, my bet there, bud? I feel like it's fundamentals. You know, Smith's not just getting lucky for a third of a season. He's done something. That's what the stats guys say. So in the quarterback, I don't see our quarterback sheet. I do uh, have it up on the screen there. Oh, excellent. Might make it a little bigger for me. Okay, Geno Smith, Fez, if we go to PFF, oh, look, he's number two. He's MVP, I know. Number two. And QBR is number four. Now, Woody, it seems like he's getting better, not worse. What do you think is happening? Like, do you think it's all going to blow up? You know, <laughs> one thing I'll say that what I really like from Geno Smith in, uh-huh. this, in this game, there was a play where Seattle got a punt blocked, all right? Just a disaster. And so the, the their opponent gets a touchdown, Arizona, and he just he just like give me my helmet, <laughs> like, like, like Tom He's Brady. Like, I'll take care of this. I'll, I got this. He's like, I'll take care of this. I tell you, they said that the first time this season, PFF has gone to a plus two on certain plays. Mm. The first and only quarterback to get a plus two this season was Geno oh, Smith. Is that right? And they said that when they gave it to him. They didn't know which play it was for. Meaning, when someone that watches film goes, "Well, was it this play or was it that play?" There were two plays two in the game. It could have been the best throw of the year. The bottom line: the stats weren't that disparate in this game. I don't care. I upgraded Seattle a full point. I lowered Arizona points. Now but, Hopkins is coming back for Arizona, so we're going to have to make an adjustment. Well, for sure for that coming uh, forward. But we are hitting the time when certain games are released. Video games. We got to have a downgrade for that, right? Call of Duty downgrade. <laughs> but but the second half, whatever causes it, is is not that far away. Yes. All right. Last game. It was the game of the day. Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo wins and covers. Oh, that's who I gave you the Bills. I said let's do Bills. Mm-hmm. That remember in the in the yes, circuit. Yes. Okay. So we got late touchdown. Bills win. What do you, let's start with the upgrade, downgrade. What'd you do? So I left Kansas City right where they're at. Mm-hmm. Very competitive game. Could have gone either way. Thought KC played a uh, played well. Uh, just got beat. Pre-game says four points, Buffalo. Kevin Cole says five. Stats say two. So all right in the range of the score. But I did upgrade Buffalo a half point. It was like me on a par three with a couple of like pros, and I get lucky. And they just so like threes, fours, or five. You, you don't want fives. Fives are like bombers. Oh, I you want I'm, threes. Or, you want short fours and threes. No, right? I like I like to just play par three. Par three. <laughs> I don't. I'm, me and the driver are not friends. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was a better golfer at fourteen than I. Am you haven't now. played golf though in like ten years. Right? No, I played one. You know what's funny? Technology is pl- good now. I played once with borrowed clubs about yeah. three years ago. And no, I think I golfed like a 90. It was not, it was crazy good. Mm. It was like, I couldn't have done it in a hundred years. I said, that's it. I was thinking of picking it up again. Because the engineering, the, the know, head of the driver is so but, big that but, a lot of people couldn't hit a driver 20 years the, ago that the, can hit it now. It wasn't with the bar clubs I had. Yeah. It was like, a, it was one of those irons that was bent a little bit. <laughs> by, by the way, for those in I, Vegas. I got a rake. Go ahead. Oh, the, you got more recommendations? I do. I did in 20 seconds because Johnny's only 11 and he sucks at golf. But what, what golf course can you jump on and play for free? 
well, they, they would have closed one out by Reflection <laughs> Bay where the course was closed. We would just walk on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we go on Twilight on Rio Seco and just walk around with our polo shirts and no one bothers us. Because the polo shirt represents that you're money. We belong. That yeah, you're money. We, okay, we live. We, Angel Park is a fantastic facility because they have a, putt, a, nine hole, a nine hole putting green. Oh, Johnny doesn't want to play with me there. I'll they, tell you that. They much. Have a, yeah, they have a par three. 12 holes with lights when summer when it's I hot. I like that. And then they have, they, they, and they have regulate, regulation size courses also. So something for I everyone. won't deal with that. Yes. Maybe you should train Johnny for one year. One year from today, part, we'll do a, a putt-putt competition. I, yes. I, I, I like to. I like to. I take Johnny right now. Even money over McKenzie. I put one in the lake on the on the on the putting course on Angel Park. I'm embarrassed to say in the lake. I one shot an 84 with a rake. <laughs> oh wait, that was a movie. All right. So you upgraded Buffalo. Half a point. And I think that's warranted. Um, like what I saw, like the pressure, like the way they they. A lot responded. of people were saying they played like their B-minus game and still won. I think that's a good analogy, yeah. All right. I mean, we can sit here and keep, like, rhapsodize. Didn't about- get any big, didn't get the big plays, still found a way to win. Let's see what, if there was any luck involved here. I like the defensive adjustments. They made him a home's putting a spy on him late in the game, too. Very good. So... Uh, Mahomes, and especially I, I, I'm going by recollection with Mahomes, but Josh Allen rushed a bunch, but did, was not effective at all. That's right. So he had like ten, like eleven rushes for only 31 yards, but he did have a couple kneel downs. So it, it's, he had like nine for 40, but it he was, was under his numbers. Yeah, numbers yeah. 45. Okay, but you, the theory is typical. But again, Kansas City. I lost City's, on that. I played him over. Kansas City smart enough to say, "Hey, we know that's a problem. We're going to like Belichick knows Brissett is a great sneaker where they had they were ready for it." Yes, and in his longest rush, um, he, Josh Allen actually hurdled a dude, so he got 14 yards on 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 a spectacular run. The total luck points zero to zero. There was it all evened out. True the luck. final. So think about this. This really is encouraging about our our. our burgeoning system because we're learning but think about it the stats say or the scoreboard says by four buffalo the stats say two five and four okay the luck says nothing mm-hmm. so i mean we're really getting this thing i mean it's not there but we're getting it calibrated yes and that's been the holy grail for me is explain why this team won this team if you think it's faulty you better explain it to me I think we're starting to have the tools. I to do agree. That. I love it. All right. Well, listen. Any you uh, did you? Uh, I wasn't here for the line move. Did you give any picks? I did. I gave out one. All right. Why don't we give it out here too? All right. We're going to take the uh, the Indy Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. One second. Let me go to that game. Okay. And we're going to take the Indianapolis Colts plus three against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, mm. I love this um, situation. Just a few weeks ago, Indy was home against Tennessee. And Indy won the stats, but they lost. Tennessee won the game. Mm-hmm. All right, so you so you got two comparable teams. You beat me in my house. Then, shortly after, I come to your house and I return the favor. All right, and the line makes sense to you. The line's two point eight, and you'd still catch plus three. I would bet the plus three right now. All right, there you go. We'll be back now. Remember, you got a nickel. You're in. I'm in. You're in. Do I have to be in? Well, you can decide. Uh, give me 24 hours because I, I, I hate, I love Tennessee generally and I hate the mm-hmm. Colts. The, I think, if anything, the Colts were a referendum, and I'm talking even past tense now, on spending your money on guards, linebackers. Oh, that's not right. Running backs. I mean, I guess he's not spending the money yet, but he's, they drafted him high. And to me, it's like. He's well, injured. And, and the line is playing like crap. You have a, a quarterback that's horrible. It's like. 
what was the closest the Colts came to winning a Super Bowl in this time? They weren't. They were as close Didn't as. Did Andrew Luck lose by like twenty? No, no, no. Other? I'm talking oh. about in this era with with Frank Reich. Well, you got to make the playoffs to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they they almost yeah, losing to the Bills, I guess. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they were like four wins away. Yeah, yeah. It's like this team hasn't even come sniffed it. No. I, I, listen, I hate. You just have to like lose by two. I hate the orthodoxy of you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way. But maybe they're right about the position value. You ponder that. Tomorrow, it's the college pod. A.J. Hoffman with his ATS streak. He's in last man standing, and he's amongst the last men standing. Showboating. Grandstanding. Oh, he is. Hot dogging. The listenership on SOV, Straight out of Vegas AM, has been straight up. It's so strong. You like it? I, I got to tell you, I look forward to it every morning. I got to tell you, I think there's a rapport with those guys. I mean... I don't get it, but people like them. They're, they're kind of rude to me. You ever notice that when I want to come on air? They're like, no, we'll see you next week. You know, That's not true. Oh, yes, it is. Mm. But I think it's a little tongue in cheek. Because you want to talk about restaurants and but, golf but, and but, stuff. But he, uh, yeah. Oh, that's there, there was a, the, the, Why Kiki or the rest of the island? But there was a glimmer in AJ's eye that he was enjoying it too much. Mm. Too much. <laughs> Stay tuned. Talk to you soon.